Hello, welcome to One Pot at a Time. Season 1, Episode 7, entitled Hold Please, is what we're talking about today. And this is also where we would have read reviews, but we don't have any new ones. So leave reviews. We'll read them. We want to give shout outs and we're looking for feedback. Yeah, and it also helps us with the Apple podcast algorithm. Helps us get noticed. Helps us get noticed. Uh, so before we get to the episode, there was a bit of news we wanted to talk about. And we tweeted about it too. You may have seen it. And that's that the show may be renewed on another streaming service. Leanne, give us the details. <laughs> so on April 2nd, 2019, oh. <laughs> Vulture released this article entitled CBS All Access Wants to Save One Day at a Time. Will Netflix let it? Oh my God. <laughs> so, pretty much the gist of this is um, as you know, Gloria and her team have been really trying to find a new home for yeah. one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And. She kind of insinuate there's that there's some some bidders. One of them being CBS All Access. Yeah. So this is the CBS streaming option. Right. So this is where Star Trek and the new Twilight Zone are. Mm-hmm. So CBS Access um, said they're interested in acquiring one day at a time a few weeks ago, and now they um, submitted an official bid. To have at least like one more season from the series from Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Netflix is kind of in the way of this happening. Yeah, though. I think we talked about this in that what's that one episode? Our cancellation episode. Our cancel a cancellation cancellation episode, where um, like it's possible for one day at a time to find a new home, but there is a deal. A contract with Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Like not really allowing it to happen with um, after like two years, two years or three years. Yeah, it needs like two to three years, and it can't be picked up by another streaming service. Got it. And so it would have to wait that long, according to the Netflix contract. Right. So CBS Access really wants this show. However, Netflix is kind of like not willing to budge because of their contract. Because it is another streaming platform. Yeah, it's, it would be a competitor. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where Netflix is at. But I don't think CBS All Access is anywhere near as uh, yeah as monolithic as Netflix is. Mm-hmm. And so this, I think CBS is also trying to... This was mentioned in another article mm-hmm. on Vanity Fair um, by Laura Bradley. And she was just writing about how uh, CBS All Access uh, is trying to... Re- pick up all these uh, shows and pieces that are uh, really diversity focused. So Mm -hmm. a lot of different uh, like ethnic backgrounds in the different casts. And so this would be like a great fit for them because it's already kind of that type of show that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's because CBS, the like network on TV Mm -hmm. has been like widely criticized for having like mainly white casts. Yeah. And so this, they're trying to make a difference in their streaming content. I see. There was also, I think, 
in that Vulture article, it mentioned that Norman Lear, uh, who is like one of the producers of the show, who created the original version, mm-hmm. uh, that he like actually wrote like a, a letter to Ted Sarandos, who's like the the head of what shows get made at Netflix. Yeah, like pleading with him, like, "Hey, this is an important show. We really want to keep making it. Like, mm-hmm. let us out of this contract so we can do it." And so, like. Norman Lear is kind of like a television giant. Like right. he's historically very important to like the direction TV took at the time, and so that he would write a letter like this to Netflix saying like, "Hey, like I want to swing my weight here. I want to get this get this going and move it out." So mm-hmm. that shows just like that how passionate he is about the show. Mm-hmm. But also that like if if Netflix doesn't let them let one day at a time out of its contract, it's kind of like. There's no good look for Netflix to do it. Yeah. And this kind of makes them look like hypocrites with their breakup tweets as well. Yeah. Kind of as we like talked about in that one episode. Yeah. We're kind of saying they were kind of saying like your your stories matter. We need to find a way to like keep them alive. And this is a way to keep them alive. But Netflix is not really budging on this. So one of the quotes in this Vanity Fair article is from uh, Carolyn Framke, who wrote for Variety. In trying to couch this cancellation in saccharine rhetoric about how important one day at a time truly is, Netflix comes off more condescending and disingenuous than anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of, if they truly believed in the words they wrote in those tweets, they would let one day at a time go on to be another show somewhere else right um so if they don't let it out of its contract it's kind of them like revealing hey it was a business decision that's all it was all along and it just kind of proves their tweets like Mm. what we thought of them was true all along right it's just business is business business is business but i do believe that gloria calderon keller gave a quote for that article didn't she i think so on on the vulture one Right. On Twitter? I don't know where she put it, but she said, um, we are hopeful that maybe there can be special com- special dispensations made, especially given Netflix's tweet about supporting this community and loving the show. You know, if you love us, set us free, I say. Mm. So she's kind of... You can read between the lines and see mm-hmm. that, yeah, she wasn't a fan of those Netflix tweets either. Oh, yeah. And so I think that like she's very... like conscious of what's going on and how netflix is kind of playing their cards here mm-hmm. and so she like she just wants the best for the show and so she'd love to like keep making the show because she knows how important it is and how great it is <laughs> like yeah. if it were she just wants to see it keep going so i, th- I think that that's like a, a really key quote from her because mm-hmm. it's kind of positioning her like and netflix as being like hey netflix like do the right thing here mm-hmm. they didn't do the right thing the first time no And then she also kind of suggested that maybe like other broadcast networks can make the bid. There's a 120 day window of exclusivity that expires mid June. Oh, right. So then after this, after that, that window, um, I guess more like bids from broadcasting networks can pick it up. So I believe in the Vulture article and also in the Vanity Fair article, they talk about Pop Crave TV. Mm. Uh, which is, like, I think a partly Canadian-owned station. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, some other shows there that are kind of 
not super popular, but are kind of starting to like bubble up and become shows that are talked about. Yeah. So they express like informal interest in picking up the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have to be like a co-production with a bunch of different people. Yeah, because they don't really have the budget for it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and same thing with the CW. Um, I think that's like KTLA. They're more like primetime right. uh, shows. But they don't do half-hour uh, scripted comedies. Mm-hmm. So the struggle there would be how do they fit it into their lineup? Because yeah. uh-huh. they don't have any other half-hours. Yeah. Um, so there's just different things at play here. Uh, mm-hmm. So those were two television stations. And which obviously aren't a part of that two-year uh, exclusivity deal that Netflix has mm-hmm, in place. That's only for streaming platforms, Yeah. Right? Okay. So those are kind of the things that's, that's the, the status update on the show mm-hmm. as it is. So yeah, there is, there is a lot of interest. It's, it's cool seeing that there, that there is a lot of interest with like other stations and like yeah. other platforms. Mm-hmm. Like they know how important this is to everyone and they know that it has like a vocal fan base too because mm-hmm. if people weren't talking about it on social media maybe they wouldn't be as interested exactly so i think that like the people are still tweeting about it people are still talking about it is actually pretty important mm-hmm. yeah so that's our status update for the show finding a new home yeah <laughs> now so, so now we'll go to the episode and talk about season home. one Episode seven. <laughs> Titled Hold Please. <laughs> this is it. This is life. The one you get to go and have a ball. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured. You can't be sure at all. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Keep on doing what you do. Hold on tight. We'll muddle through what inside. So. Season one, episode seven, titled "Hold, hold Please." please. <laughs> um, Not please hold. <laughs> um. So the first thing I noticed right off the bat is that this one doesn't have a cold open. It starts with the opening credits, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With those iconic opening credits. They can never skip. You can never skip them, and if you do, you're not a true fan. <laughs> so the first thing we see is the living room, right? Mm-hmm. And Penelope is on hold. Mm-hmm. We don't really know who she's on hold with. It's kind of like sorting out laundry, wearing some sort of shoulder support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in her like uh, scrubs, right? Mm-hmm. And she's eating Cheetos. <laughs> she gets Cheeto Jess on a white shirt. Yeah. And she just like <laughs> rubs her like, hands with it. Oh well. <laughs> Dirty, anyways. Mm-hmm. But then Elena and Lydia. Uh, come into the scene mm-hmm. and they're arguing about her quince's escort oh yeah because lydia wants elena to look through her yearbook and pick a boy to yeah. escort her to her quince's and then there's a lot of like really good <laughs> really quince's good talk. quince's talk really good lines um you can tell lydia's she she's very aware of different social media platforms but not very aware of what they're actually called yeah. <laughs> She says, like, smap, chat, She's smap, like, chap, chap, smat. Use your phone and chap, smat somebody. <laughs> yeah. um, she's talking about, like, 
you have to get find your escort. Mm-hmm. And that's the chambelan, right? Yeah. So she's like, you have to find the chambelan, but they use escort, I guess, just so yeah, people understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, you need to get like your fourteen other members of the court. Yeah. And then like you got to practice all the secret <laughs> dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just like all the stuff everyone does to prepare for their quinceañeras. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then this is you see that she's on the phone, mm-hmm. and the person on the phone pretends to answer. Oh yeah. And then they're like, okay, hold, please. <laughs> and so that mm-hmm. happens a bunch of times in the episode. Mm-hmm. But now she's, like, tearing open the Cheetos bag and, like, licking it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lena wants to go to the street fair. Like, she doesn't want to spend her time looking through her yearbook. Yeah. Lydia kind of, like, lets her go off to her room to do it. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, no, Lena's not going <laughs> to do a good job. So she, like, chases after Lena. Yeah. Oh, my God. She just wants to make sure she's picking the right guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this is where, like you said, Jill. Jill. Oh, yeah, Jill comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Jill wants to go to the street fair with Penelope. Mm-hmm. And, but then Penelope, we find out that she's on hold with the VA, with Veterans Affairs, to mm-hmm. like schedule some sort of uh, medical checkup or something. That we don't quite know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of commiserate over like how horrible the service is yeah how they can never get through and penelope's like i've been trying for like a couple months to get through now yeah and so it's just like really bad service Mm -hmm. and then jill is like oh i I don't even try using it anymore it's so Mm -hmm. horrible um but you find out that penelope like she is now devoting the rest of her day to this it's mm-hmm. not like she could just call real quick, make an appointment, and then, like, go on. Yeah. This is, like, her day, like, making this phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, her friend's like, okay, well, I'll meet you outside. Yeah. Like, at the street fair. Then, in comes Alex with a friend and Schneider in yeah. their baseball uniforms. And Schneider's kind of upset because nobody <laughs> liked his tapenade. Oh, yeah. Is his, that what his it was? His olive tapenade? Yeah. <laughs> he brought, like, snacks, but no yeah. one wanted it. And then Penelope's like, maybe you should, like, make snacks that kids actually like or have heard of. (laughs) (laughs) I think Lydia walks in. She's, like, dramatically, like, groans. Yeah, she's like, ugh. And then she walks closer. She's trying to get her attention. (laughs) Walks closer to, like, Penelope and, like, groans even louder. And uh, she's just, like, real upset or, Mm -hmm. like, frustrated that... With Elena? Yeah, with Elena, because she's, like, not choosing her escort. (laughs) And Penelope just kind of brushes it off, doesn't she? Yeah. And then she's like in so much pain, and then like doesn't Lydia like offer her her pain pills? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she's like, "Here's your pills." Mm -hmm. And uh, Penelope's like, "I thought you don't want me taking those drugs." But Mm -hmm. then Lydia's like, "Your pain in your arm is real. Your your (laughs) mental pain is all in your head." (laughs) Yeah. So it's just oh kind God. of, again, it's like talking about the way this family views mental health, mm-hmm. which I think is like a, a thread throughout that you see a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially not, in this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially in the next episode, I think we'll get to. But this is like mm-hmm. a nice little like reminder, like, hey, they could use some serious mental health, like, yeah, checking like, in. Lydia's not still not 100% with the whole taking medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Alex comes in. Uh, he's always asking for money have you noticed yeah <laughs> i think before this though uh his friend uh asks what like what happened oh yeah and, oh yeah i remember this little and Penelope is like kabul 2004 <laughs> yeah and she explains that like 
a pallet of gloves hit her shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, it wasn't technically combat, but it was still, like, injured in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, stands up and, like, gives her a salute. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way she said Kabul 2004 is, like, mirrored in the way Lydia is, like, mm-hmm. Havana 1962. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell that they're both very, like, dramatic in that sense, mm-hmm. like, when people ask him. But then you're right, Alex asks for money for the fair. He asks for money, and then she says, like, oh, go get that $10 over there. Yeah. A lot of Alex's things are not very, like, significant. It's yeah, just like, ask money. Yeah. It got a little significant this episode. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he, he's not, like, a huge... His plot lines are, like, the, still the B plot lines. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're, like, A plot lines. And I think, mm-hmm. in general, for the show, his plot lines are never, like, the main story of the episode. Mm-hmm. Every now and then they are, but nowhere near like Elena and I guess up to this point it's still very much the Penelope show. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he asks for ten dollars, and then uh, she he like wants more, so she's like, "Don't even take the ten dollars at that point." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay, fine, I'll take it." Mm-hmm. Um, but he sighs very dramatically too, like Just Lydia. Like Lydia. Uh huh. Yeah. Schneider. Think... Yeah, you're <laughs> does right. Schneider come in? Yeah, Schneider does come in. He announces his uh college yacht rock band full sail is back together and they're gonna be playing at the at the street street fair Mm -hmm. and so like he he's like real proud that they got back all together because they like broke up after college yeah (laughs) and that he wants to like invite the family to go see them perform Mm -hmm. and he like pulls the captain's head out right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like now are you interested (laughs) and they're like no why would we be interested Mm mm-hmm he, like, um, described how, like, his experience with his band was, like, very similar to the, like, his experience now with the Alvarez being, like, oh. he used to, like, go, they used to, like, go over to each other's houses or apartments, like, um, they were uninvited. Yeah, and they would just stay there for hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's exactly what he does here. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I think the operator answers the phone. Oh, yeah. More frustration. I have in my notes every time, like, there's, like, a phone interaction. Just frustration. Yeah. It seriously mm-hmm. is. I think he answered, like, whoever answers the, the phone, like, says hello, and then they, like, hang up. Oh, yeah. Don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's just, like, I think she's just so frustrated at that point. But then we get a little bit of a flash forward. Right. And so here's where she's lifting the, che- the Cheetos bag. She's oh, pouring yeah. it into her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just funny because... We see that parallel later. Yeah, we see that in, even in like later seasons. Uh-huh. But we see it in later <laughs> in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how Lydia and Elena all Yeah, they that. all like... It's like the three generations the of Cheeto eaters. <laughs> oh, my God. And so they kind of just show the table in front of her. And she's been like snacking all day on like mm-hmm. candy and Cheetos waiting to talk to someone on the phone. Lydia and uh, oh, Dr. Dr. B bring in Schneider, and he mm-hmm. has, like, an eye injury. <laughs> yeah, so Schneider comes in, he's, like, in pain, and, like, he says he's hurt. he got hurt by his guitarist with a decorative anchor. <laughs> <laughs> he has, like, a, what is it, stage glitter or something in his yeah. eye? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, But at that point, Penelope is, like, surprised that Dr. Berkowitz is there. Yeah. And so she's like, why are you here? And so he looks over at Lydia, and they kind of ex- exchange this, like, intense glance. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, what are they hiding? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he just says that, what, what does he say? I think he says um, he just, like, went to the fair. 
Like, he just wanted to go or something. I think he said, because, like, she took the day off. He's like, so I took the day off, too. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> they went to the fair. And, and he, was, a... he was there with Lydia. Yeah. And so like, it looks kind of suspicious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't really get to talk about it, because then Schneider is like, oh, I think I have something in my, uh, in my costume trunk. Mm-hmm. In my uh, Halloween costumes, in my tool chest, in my man manly tool chest. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, at that point, Penelope's like, "Okay, like, can you guys stay and watch the phone, Schneider, and I'll go get the thing from his apartment." Mm-hmm. And so then we see Lydia and uh, Doctor B alone, mm-hmm. and the recording's like, "Remember to check for testicular cancer." Oh yeah. And There's so they're just like awkward cancer joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And so they're just kind of sitting there awkwardly, but then they kind of start talking to each other, and they're they're both like laughing about it being a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that Lydia invited him to the fair, mm-hmm. and uh, he just it seems that like he he never never says it out loud, but like she's like yeah oh don't be crazy this isn't a date, and he's yeah. just like oh yeah it's not a date which is funny because i don't know if you noticed lydia is still really flirty at this point of the season yeah like she's just like flirting with him but she's also like we're just companions yeah <laughs> and so at, at that point uh her alarm rings mm-hmm. and it's time for her to take a pill mm-hmm. and so she pulls out of her purse like this gigantic uh pill box oh yeah it's like a sword uh-huh. And he pulls one out of his fanny pack. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they both kind of bond over, like, the pills they're taking. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, toasting their pills. Mm-hmm. And Penelope kind of storms in. She's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And Lydia's like, nothing. We're just taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Penelope, they leave. Lydia right. and the doctor leave. And um, someone finally answers her phone. And she's like, is this Jolene? And they're mm-hmm. like, no, I think you got the wrong number. Mm-hmm. And so she's talking to, like, some guy who doesn't some even know. Some guy named Tad. Yeah, Tad. <laughs> and, like, Tad doesn't know how to use technology, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, some wrong number. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, like, real stressful for her. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, goes in circles. Because she, like, sent a form out to Jolene. Yeah. And, like, Jolene, I guess, like, Tad was like, well, maybe you should fax it again yeah. she's like do you want me to <laughs> what was that you said uh take a time traveling machine back <laughs> to when they use fax machines and then fax my thing he's like well if i had a time tra-, he like goes off on his <laughs> own thing i was like oh he's my like, god time machine i'd buy a lotto ticket <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just like totally missing the point of it but at that point i think she leaves the apartment, right? And mm-hmm. she, like, goes... She's like, I think there's a market down the street that has a fax machine. Mm-hmm. So she goes and runs to get that. And at that point, Alex comes in, right? Alex and his friend. She calls She calls Elena over to, like, keep an eye on the phone. Oh, right, right, right. right. And, so and then Alex the and phone? his friend... Yeah, Alex and his friend, Finn. Finn. We learned that his name, his name is Finn later in this part. They come in... Because Olena went back to her room, so yeah. there was no one in the living room. So Alex comes in, he's like, asking, like, if there's anyone there, and that he and his friend Finn come in, and Finn kind of, like, tries to talk Alex into getting his mom's drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, this one, I was like, God, oh, Finn, you're, you're a cool guy up until now, yeah. Finn. <laughs> um, but he just wants, they just want money to go play at the fair. 
Yeah, they're going to try to sell some of um, Penelope's pills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as Alex tells him, like, okay, like, I'll stay inside. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'll, I'll give you, like, a, a little sound when I see someone coming out mm-hmm. in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So Alex is, like, hesitating to grab the pills, but he grabs them eventually. Mm-hmm. And he hears Elena coming, so he goes and hides. He, rent, he hides in um, Lydia's room? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the part where we see the the whole parallel with Elena and her mom and the the Cheetos. Yeah, she's kind of eating the Cheetos like her mom was, just like rips the bag open and just like licks the insides. Yeah, and so the TV, the TV, the telephone is playing uh, an automated message, and it's on it's on the speaker this whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah, like you're saying. Yeah. So the telephone from the VA is playing an auto an automated message, kind of like asking questions, yeah. right? And so Ellen just starts like answering them out loud. She just assumes like no one's there anyway. And she kind of like, come at this point she comes out yeah. on the show. Uh-huh. And like, you don't really suspect it. It's like... It kind of like was a big surprise. Uh-huh. And that like, you don't think that's how they're going to do it. Yeah. <sighs> do you have advice for feeling like the weirdo in your family? Explaining that you don't want to pick a boy to be the escort to your quinces because you don't even know if you like boys. Reach out and talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, I'll go great. How do I even do that? Hey, mom, I think I might like girls. Damn it. But I thought that was like a really interesting way to go about it because mm-hmm. she thinks she's just talking to herself. Yeah. And so it's kind of just like this inner monologue she's saying out loud. Yeah, she's like, well... Like, what if I don't want to, like, ask a boy out for my quinces? Like, what if I, like, actually like girls or mm-hmm. something like that? And then Alex makes a noise. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he, like, drops the... He has, like, a plastic, plastic sword, sword, that sword that Jill brought in. <laughs> yeah. That Jill brought in earlier. Um, and so... She finds him in mm-hmm. uh, Lydia's room. Mm-hmm. And Elena doesn't, like... Uh, She's like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have the pills? Yeah. It's like, that's the first thing they talk about. Yeah. And so he, she's like, I can't believe, like, you're going to let your friend turn you into, like, a little Latino drug dealer stereotype. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, Alex has a really funny line. You're going to let him turn you into a little Latino drug dealer stereotype much? It's not drug dealing. God, we were just going to sell pills to get some money. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and then at this point, Alex kind of, like, realizes what Finn want, wanted him to do and, like, the yeah how big a deal this was. He seems, like, ashamed that he did it. Mm-hmm. But he was even, like, questioning it earlier. Yeah. Um, but he, he then at that point, he, like, acknowledges, like, what she said. Uh-huh. That, like, he heard what she said. Yeah, because she asks, like, if he, if he heard anything. Yeah. He's, like, he tries to, like, change his subject a little bit. He's, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, grandma, no, grandma's curtains kind of thick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she kind of like asks him to like keep her secret yeah right and he he's like he doesn't make a big deal out of it at all yeah. he's like you yeah, know of course i'll keep the secret mm-hmm. and he just kind of downplays it like it's not a big deal like that's mm-hmm. not something to worry about mm-hmm. um but they kind of hug so like okay he's not gonna take the drugs yeah she kind of realizes that he knows now mm-hmm but then Jolene answers, right? Oh, yeah. Jolene finally answers. 
And it's like right as Penelope enters. Mm-hmm. Or Jolene enters and they're like, Alvarez, 2944. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, that's when Penelope enters. Mm-hmm. And Jolene. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's what this episode should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Jolene. We were, we were talking about uh, Billy Ray Cyrus earlier. Billy Cyrus has a really good cover of Jolene. <laughs> oh my god, Jolene! Like we thought this whole trying to get to Jolene was frustrating, but then begging, we actually—I'm begging you, Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> then we finally get to Jolene, and it's just—and Penelope's like excited to finally talk to her too. Yeah, she's like Jolene. I've been trying for months to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to make her chiropractic chiropractic appointment. Yeah. Then Jolene kind of like cuts her off and is like, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I was like, why even answer the phone, Jolene? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jolene is like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm off work at 5, but I take the 4.30 bus. And if I miss the 4.30 bus, I'll have to take the 4.45. Oh, man. And it's just like, Jolene. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But at this point, it's actually not funny. <laughs> <laughs> because Penelope is extremely frustrated. <laughs> so at this point, um, Penelope is just like really frustrated. So she kind of lets it all out. All this thing that's been like bubbling under the surface this whole time. Mm-hmm. About how... Uh, like, her husband is, like, she says, she even says my husband. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I don't, like, the divorce We're still confused saying, about yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really remember. Uh-huh. Um, that, like, he has, is suffering from, like, PTSD in different ways and, like, is injured and stuff. And he has traumatic ba- uh, brain injuries. Mm-hmm. And just to call, she has her friends that, like, made stupid decisions. So, it sounds like maybe there was self-harm involved. Yeah. Um, but just, like, how they were neglected once they came back from yeah. military service mm-hmm. and she kind of just goes off jolene says like she puts her on hold hold, hold please. please hold please and then you hear like this whole like sigh from the audience too the live audience yeah they're free they're frustrated as well yeah that was interesting too because uh-huh. that's like another way that the audience works with the show mm-hmm. like you, you kind of just expect them to laugh yeah but at that point it's like Oh, like, there are different ways in which the studio audience can, like, play a part in how we interpret the show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. The way yeah. everyone just kind of sighed. Like, it was like, ugh, like, we all felt that. Yeah. And so there was, it was, it's, like, quiet for a bit. And she's like, and she throws a phone on the, on oh, the ground, yeah. too. And then she starts, like, cleaning. Um, She feels defeated. And then Jillian comes back on the phone. And then she, like, schedules her chiropractic appointment finally yeah she's like next week or something yeah <laughs> then penelope's just like she goes to so the... elated yeah. at this point she's like dancing right yeah <laughs> she's like goes to the fridge and gets a beer or something mm-hmm. oh yeah she gets a beer and then from the their kitchen you can hear the you can hear schneider's band yeah and you can hear elena booing <laughs> yeah you hear elena <laughs> boo- and he's like elena come on <laughs> yeah no, but you hear him talking like a pirate, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, that's, that's kind of where the episode ends. Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. it cuts the credits. Mm-hmm. And so this was a good episode. And uh, now I'll say the words that I say every episode. I know I say this all the time, but this might be my favorite episode. 
<laughs> um, one of the things that I, I thought that was interesting that they did with Jolene, uh, with like the lady, mm-hmm. was that like they kind of made her into the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole like episode has been about like, I don't know if it's like the bureaucracy, but it's just like the whole system in place at the VA. Mm-hmm. How it's not like supportive of like veterans. Yeah. And then, so it's, like, this whole system that is, like, acting as the bad guy. But then they turn, like, this one character into, like, the villain, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it kind of lost its way there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would have been stronger if it was still, like, somehow the system was preventing her from getting an appointment. But instead they just, like, put it all on this one lady mm-hmm. who just, like, is rude and wants to leave early. Yeah. And so I didn't, I, I was like, okay, like, they needed that little part. And it was entertaining, but I think mm-hmm. ultimately, like... What we should be critiquing is, like, the system, not the person. Mm-hmm. But so, I think Penelope did critique the system when she, like, went off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's all kind of pinned on Jolene. She's, like, going right. off on Jolene, not, like, off on the, the VA. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just a little thing that I thought was, like, okay, like, they had to mm-hmm. do it for dramatic purposes. Yeah. But it's, like, Jolene represents the VA, so I get it. Um, But just it had been all about, like, the system in place, and then it turns mm-hmm. into, like... Auntie Jolene. <laughs> um, I just thought that, like, it was, it would, I think, it, the system, I think, is what mm-hmm. ultimately, I think, is the, the bigger, like, menace here. Right. Yeah, I learned a lot about how, how the system works, how frustrating it is for veterans to get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Penelope said when she, like, went off, like, they, they get sent to, like, other countries like in the military they get hurt they get brought back they're kind of like promised that they're going to be taken care of and then the system kind of like d- makes it very difficult for that to happen so then there's like characters like jill which i'm, I'm sure there's like other veterans in real life who like just decide like not to yeah deal with it it's just easier to not deal with that frustration but mm-hmm. but they still have a lot of like things that are harming them because yeah of what happened mm-hmm. yeah so i think this one is also like uh, highlighted by a lot of people talking about this show that like there's not another show on tv that has ever like talked about this yeah i and can't so, think of any other show yeah it's just kind of remarkable for that fact that like it's shining a light on like the way veterans are treated once they get back mm-hmm. and just like the the way the system is in place like how it's like neglecting their health and like their issues mm-hmm. um so i think yeah this is like w- i think one of the like important episodes mm-hmm. of the first season um, and it's, it's definitely like one of the highlights and it's kind of remarkable too. Cause it takes place like all in the living room. Right. Yeah. And so the camera never, like we go to the kitchen ones, uh-huh. um, we go to the hallway. Yeah. We go to the hallway, but it's really just like the living room. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool. The it, fact that they could like talk about this like big issue and like make it grand as it is yeah. and only use like a limited number of sets. That's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. Like, basically one set. Because, like, the mm-hmm. kitchen's connected. Yeah. And then the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said. But I think that was, like, a really cool thing about the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to, like, do so much with so little. We find out Elena's gay. Or might be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Big so. takeaways from the episode. <laughs> gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> now we introduce the... Or at least the fact that she's, like, questioning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, that's, it's showing, like, uh, a good, like, progression for her. Mm-hmm. It's not like all of a sudden she's, like, 
you see that like she's thinking about it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like these past episodes she's just on her crusades yeah. and that's what you think her her character is going to be like for the rest of the show mm-hmm. she's like no she has some underlying issues too yeah she's mm-hmm. still like exploring and figuring herself out mm-hmm. but I really like the way all the characters are portrayed here. I think that, like, I don't know. I, I just think every character moment is so strong here. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like, the Penelope one is the strongest because it's, like, most of the storyline. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, the relationship between um, Lydia and Dr. Berkowitz, mm-hmm. the way that's progressing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the little hints that we've seen of Elena are now becoming, like, more than subtext. They're becoming, like, actually her character arc. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Alex is a guy. <laughs> I mean, Alex played, like, somewhat of a role. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was, like, he became her confidant now. Yeah, true. With her true, secret. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's still very much the, like, little brother role. Yeah. And I think, like, I think just in season three was we were starting to see him becoming, like, more of an adult type role. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that does it for this episode. Mm-hmm. So. Like we always say, follow us. At one pod at a time. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us your feedback. On on Twitter. Send us your feedback on Twitter Mm -hmm. and through Apple Podcast Reviews. Oh, yeah. So leave reviews and we'll read them. We'll read them. (laughs) We want to read them. We'll give out shout outs as well, like we did in the last episode. And we're not asking for, like, unanimous praise. We're asking for feedback. Yeah. If you think we suck, tell us. Maybe we'll read it. We'll probably read it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to read it. Like, maybe not on air, but, like, we'll read it. <laughs> we'll read it in our head. <laughs> if you give us five stars, you can be as mean as you want. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that does it for this episode. So, thanks for listening. This has been... One, one pod at a time. time.